Guy Boys are back at it again for season two. And as you just heard, we have a snazzy new intro tune. We have some new graphics, a logo somewhere, maybe you're going to see it. And we have an exciting, exciting season ahead of us. Let's get after it. I'm your host, Derek, and I am joined, as always, by the best people I know, Richie and Connor, my fellow Baguette Boys. Wow. How you guys feeling for season two? I'm glad 2020 is over, and I'm excited to get this thing going with the boys. I just have to say, uh, I'm glad I'm the best part of the best people in the world in your eyes. What a way to <laughs> way to way to introduce ourselves. <laughs> but I'm good, feeling good for 2021. Glad, like Richie said, glad 2020 is behind us. I think we're all kind of glad to look look at that in the rearview mirror rather than looking forward at it. So I'm excited for what's coming. Nice, dude. Well. Um... Let's, uh, let's get into some of the stuff that we're known for, which is our journey to success. That is what the Baguette Boys are all about. Um, that's what we're doing, trying to hold each other accountable, and that's what we're trying to do with the listeners and kind of everyone come in and let's, let's go towards whatever that version of success is to you, which I want to remind all the listeners what we think success is because we all have different views of it and everyone really does and should have a different view of what success is. So I'm going to start off with Richie. What do you, how do you define success? Yeah, so for me, I look at John Wooden, who's one of the people I look up to. I've read books when I was a little kid about him, and uh, if you don't know who he is, he was this one of the greatest college basketball coaches of all time, and he has a bunch of books out there that sort of define how you can look at success and how you can think about it. His definition is, success is peace of mind, which is a direct result of self-satisfaction and knowing you did your best to become the best that you are capable of becoming. Uh, as you can hear in that quote, there's a lot of you and becoming the best type of person that you can be. Uh, he also follows that up with a bunch of like pyramids of success and different things like that. Um, and I think the two big ones that I like to think about are like effort and, th- and enthusiasm. And so, you know, this entire pyramid is the cornerstones are surrounding effort and enthusiasm. And it's really surrounding like if you if you really want to become the best you are you're capable of becoming you know you have to find something that you're super passionate about and use effort and enthusiasm to help uh pursue those things and push them forward hell yeah as a just like this podcast we're using effort and enthusiasm every day baby hell yeah even more hell yeah as a as a former bruin or i guess as a bruin I, i very much like that but i'm sure you do yeah con what about you yeah so i guess me and richie's interpretation of success is not much different. And back in episode two, we talked about it the first time we talked about what success meant for us. And I, I read a quote, like I always do. I'm always a quote guy. Derek loves quotes. We all love quotes, but success all depends on the second letter. That's what I said back in season two. And, and it truly is. I mean, it really depends on the letter U or you in general. Um, and like Richie was saying, enthusiasm is, is the way to go. And success is not an accident. That's why we see a lot of these successful people preach that their way is the best way because they found success and hopefully that routine works for them as or works for other people as well. And so when I look at success, it's, it's loving what you do because all these successful people hopefully love what they do. That's why they keep doing it. That's why they keep becoming more successful in their eyes. And so success really, it really depends on the person. It's very subjective, like we've been saying, but it's, it's about checking the alive checkbox on the mind journal it's about being present i think looking back in 2020 
we see a lot of hurt. And I'm looking forward and, and seeing what my success wants to be. I want to be enjoying life every single every single minute of it. And I got to love the process of me getting to my success point. So it's about adventuring. It's about going out and doing things that you normally wouldn't do to find that thing that you really do love. And so in, in a broad sense, success is really just, you know, doing you. I love that too. And uh, I think what you said is actually a good segue into, into my version of success. You talked about the process, which... It's not necessarily a quote, but it's a, some lyrics from a song I really like. Um, the song is Face the World by Nipsey Hussle. And I think it, caps, it, it really captures what success means to me. And the lyrics go, victory to me is when you spend your time right. Victory to me is when you get your grind right. Victory to me is when you get your mind right. And I'm glad that I enunciated this time because when we did it back in season <laughs> one, I did not enunciate the, those words very well. So I hope that came out very clear. But it, to me, it's like the process of how you do everything, just how you go about your day, how you view the world and what your priorities are. Because I think if your priorities straight, priorities are straight and you are enjoying what you do, you're on the path towards victory or success. You know, you're just, you, that's, you're living every day to, by yourself, um, not by yourself, but like in your own, in your own right, which another way to say that, another thing I really value is autonomy. I think if you have, control over your own personal freedom and your autonomy, that's where you really have success. You can't you can't ask for more than having your own autonomy in my in my eyes. So if you have that, you're a successful man or woman in my eyes. For sure. Cool. Well, all right. So before we get into the main podcast content for today, um, one last thing I want to remind our listeners out there. We actually came out with an episode a few days ago that was a little bit of a precursor to the season. This is going to follow our new format today, but the episode that came out on Friday, on January 1st, was kind of setting the groundwork for this season. So take a listen to that episode if you haven't yet. Um, Richie, Connor, and I all set our yearly goals, which the, the segment we're going to be using for that is called Our Year. So follow along on Instagram. That's where we'll be tracking most of this. We'll be giving a lot of updates, a lot of quotes that we love, a lot of, a lot of things there. But on the podcast, we'll just be talking about our experience with it and the same old um, main topics for that day. So make sure you check that out at the underscore baguette underscore boys. Instagram. Yeah, man. If they heard of that last episode, I, hopefully they're following us by now. <laughs> That's true. All right, cool. So the first thing we do on each episode is review the challenge from last week, which this case, we didn't have an episode last week, but we're going to go all the way back to season one when we had Brian come on the show. And our challenge was to write someone a handwritten letter, postcard, what have you, and send it to them. So I'm going to go to Connor for this one first. How, how'd you do for this one? In the mail, baby. Oof. Hopefully the uh, post service isn't uh, backlogging some things, but uh, <laughs> it should get there. Um, but yeah, I have some handwritten letters sent out to some people. So hopefully when they get it, they don't necessarily have to say anything, but I really enjoyed the challenge. Writing a hand handwritten letter is, is always an exciting thing. I, you always get into your feels, you always get into the emotions, and especially when you're sending it to people that you truly love. Uh, there's a lot that can be written. So I'm excited for when they receive the cards to read it and just feel good. Nice. Can I ask uh, who, who I feel, it? Yeah, I have a feeling it's going to be sent to us. For sure. Us. There's a couple other people. But this huh. is a select few. Huh. <laughs> yeah, of course, man. Just ruin the surprise for next okay. episode. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Ricardo? Yeah, I, I 
forgot that I had accomplished this until you guys reminded me. Um, but yeah, no, I took a took a little easier route. I wrote some letters to my family members for Christmas and gave it to them with their gifts and kind of like just explained, you know, you know what they meant to me and just kind of like, hey, it's been really nice to be to be home for you know an extended period of time and spend a lot of time with them, um, especially during the pandemic and whatnot. And it was definitely not something I was expecting, but you know it was nice to be there and you know share these share this time together and share these memories together. But yeah, I'm looking forward also just like looking forward to 2021 and just kind of excited to for them to you know kickstart their own journeys and different things that they have going on. So yeah, it was it was pretty fun to write those things down. It was a little awkward when they were reading it in front of me and to each other, but you know, ultimately <laughs> uh, it was good. It was a really funny experience. And um, I know that they enjoyed it, whether, uh, however awkward it might've gotten at the, <laughs> at the Christmas tree. So yeah. What about you, Derek? Yeah. Um, so I <laughs> wasn't as good as Connor. I wrote one letter to one person and I wrote it today. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, which is funny because I, I remember I texted you guys last week. I was like, reminder, this is the challenge. And then I waited to the last minute. But in any case, uh, I decided to write to my grandma because um, as much as I, I talk to her as much, often as I can, um, I just think a handwritten letter will, will suit her a lot better because she's in the stages of dementia and living alone. It's just hard for her, especially with this year. And I just made the realization that with not being able to see her for all the holidays, we I haven't given any cards. So the joke I made in the in the letter is that I haven't seen you this whole year, so I, there's nothing in writing that says I love you from 2020, and that that can't that can't happen. I, I got to make sure it's in writing. Mm, so that's good. Yeah, she's gonna appreciate it a lot, um, especially again. She it's hard for her to hear, so reading something will be a lot better, and I think it'll make her really happy. And I'll probably become the best grandson, even though I already. <laughs> that's always the goal, right? Yeah. <laughs> so I'm excited. Um, I did I. I talked to Brian a little bit, but I didn't get a response back if he did the challenge. Um, I'm I've, I'm sure he did, but I don't know yet. So if I get an update, I'll let you guys know. Okay, sounds good. Cool. All right, so I'm excited to go into this next segment, which is our first time doing this newly planned segment, and it's our first our year monthly planning session. So each of us um, at the beginning of each month have a plan for that month as it relates to our yearly goals. Um, and we're pretty much gonna share them. We'll share them on Instagram, but we're gonna talk about them here. And Richie got to go first today and Connor got to go first today. So now Derek gets to go first today. <laughs> oh, and talking about himself in the third person. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so um, my plan for the month for January, the first and foremost thing is I wanna focus on my job search. Uh, I'm still unemployed, even though I'm feeling good, I have to get a job. And yeah, I, like I'm not going to start applying until mid-January when a lot of the stuff is due for my my uh, my boot camp. Like we have, there's a whole program with it, but I'm just going to focus on that, getting my resume in order. I'm going to be learning Photoshop because I want to make a design resume, and you can't really make a de design resume look good in Word. So I'll be learning that, which I think is an important skill if I want to do UI work, front-end work. I think it's important that I need to be able to edit photos. Um, with the JavaScript goal for the yearly goal I have, I want to finish the Next.js tutorial, which I've started a while ago. Um, it's really interesting, so I want to finish that. I want to read two chapters of a JS textbook, which I have online, but I don't know where it is just yet. So stay tuned for my uh, update on that if I actually find it. Um, 
I've decided to rebrand my environmental goal to be a, called my green goal. I think that just makes more sense to, to branding perspective. Um, and I started doing a lot of stuff for that. I've started contributing to RAN, which is the Rainforest Action Network, which pretty much they they pretty much do legal work against big corporations that try to like um, deforest the rainforests and a lot of other environmental um, things. So you can't really volunteer for them, but they have like legal services for these causes that are really important. So I started contributing, I think $10 a month. Um, I'm starting to do, I'm gonna do a volunteer session with Hands-On Bay Area to do like a lake cleanup that's actually in Golden Gate Park, so it's not too far from me. I'm gonna try and do one a month, one volunteer event a month, event a month. So I have one on January 23rd, I believe. And Japanese is definitely gonna fall by the wayside this month with all that going on because time is limited. But I'm going to try and focus on kanji, which is the hardest of the Japanese alphabet. I'm not going to try and learn how to speak as much, but just trying to memorize certain kanji characters, which makes it easier to read and understand the language better. And hopefully start the next chapter. But again, that's a lot of stuff going on for this month. But I think I can do it. Um, and I'm excited. Wow. Love that. What a plan to have for the first month of 2021. I'm for it. Yeah, you're definitely going green in 2021. <laughs> that's for sure my sister will be happy about that <laughs> yeah i talked to her she's actually telling me a lot of uh, a lot of interesting stuff about uh, she'll give looking. you she'll give you so much information about that stuff her new diet too i was i was like damn all right all right damn. Yeah. i did have one question you have a goal for the year around being current did you mention anything about that i did not um I, the way i'm interpreting it is that my job prep is kind of the current focus. Um, whoa, that was actually a little pun that I didn't intend to do. <laughs> but um, yeah, I'm not going to focus on a thing, anything just yet, but I did listen to some more current music. I had a friend send me a playlist of more current pop hits, not pop, but a lot more generally popular music and been cleaning up some Spotify playlists because I need to, to, in order to be current, I got to have a lot of my past either gone completely or out of the way. So I've been doing that, but Nothing uh, particular. Good question. So um, since I went, I'm gonna I'm gonna go over to Connor now. Oh, fun uh, fun little month coming up for me. Uh, I got some I got some exercising to do. That's for sure. Because uh, one of my primary goals was Spartan races and, and trying to do the best I can in those to prep myself just to see what my body can handle um, for 2022 when I have a lot of things going on physically for that. Um, but I got. Uh, some running to do three times a week. Uh, the days aren't too specific right now because uh, my job is a little bit, uh, I'm switching shifts around a little bit. So I just got to manage the weeks. Um, so usually I'll be running Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Sundays. Um, but it may change here and there. But I, I'll post every run I have on my main Instagram, Connor John 2022. Um, and also I'll update uh, fr a little bit frequently on, on the Baguette Boys uh, Instagram page as well. Um, but I'm actually going to be testing my time. I'm hoping to get about three to five miles at an eight minute pace for the first couple weeks and then knock that down to a seven and a half minute pace. Uh, pretty good about my pace right now. Eight, eight minutes is easily doable for me. I just want to make sure that I can create the habit for myself and not overdo it. It is getting cold and the days are not getting warm anymore. So this is going to be a real true testament to my willpower and how I, how I really want to do uh, when it comes to these Spartan races. Uh, my job keeps me in shape in general, but it's not running shape. It's completely different cardiovascular shape. So looking forward to that. Uh, for my two 
certifications that I'm prepping for, I'm focusing more on the sports performance one to start. So I'm working through the first 30 pages um, in this month, just trying to uh, log some log some hours into that, get some information down and, and kind of progress myself through that. Uh, I have to go and get a lot of the study materials for my other certification, which is my CSCS. So I'm working towards getting that information and working on Amazon, get sending that stuff over. So I'll have more updated stuff when that comes in. And then uh, for, for the music goal that I have for myself for the year, uh, I, for this month, it's just about understanding what I need to get myself into. So I know Derek has a lot of information. I plan on talking to him throughout this month and seeing what works and what doesn't work and, and what I need to get to actually get started. Maybe I just like find a couple songs here and there and then move from there. But that's that's kind of the real month that I have planned for myself. Nice. I'm for it. Yeah. I'm excited. It's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. Cool. All right. Last but not least. Yeah. So I will be like Connor and take some of Derek's time for some of my goals. So I know your January is busy, but it's going to continue to be more and more busy. Uh, so yeah, I had three goals for the year to build and launch a business. And the second one to read a book a month. And the third is to complete a master class every two months. So I guess I'll start from the easiest to the hardest, the easiest being the master class. So for this one, just wanted to, you know, obviously get into there, pick a master class and begin it really. Um, for this month, I don't necessarily have too much. Um, I don't have one chosen already. I have a couple in mind, but I don't know exactly which one and how much, like how many hours I'm going to dedicate it to it yet. Um, I think I'll have more of an update as the week weeks go on here to be like, yeah, this is how many hours I need to spend to make, make sure I get it done. Um, but when I talk about my next goal, so reading a book a month, I do have a book in mind already. Um, so I'm doing both reading and listening for like, I'm doing audible and I'm doing obviously my Kindle. And so for this one, um, I have a book in mind already. This is going to be the power of positive thinking by Norman Vincent Peale. And this one's like, Basically, I think it's like six and a half hours. So basically like 90 minutes a week uh, to get it done. Um, I think maybe more than that, actually, now I'm doing the math. Uh, but yeah, like I'll just uh, do that. It's not too hard, I don't think. Um, but yeah, that one should be pretty straightforward. Um, mostly because I like do a lot of morning walks and things like that in the morning, just to get, like, kind of wake up. And so, you know, just listening to that every morning should uh, should help me to power through that. And then for building and launching a business, um, so I definitely have a couple of businesses in mind or business like ideas in mind uh, for the month. Really just want to like focus in on a couple of things is really like, I obviously don't know what I am getting myself into in the sense of like how much is really going to get in, go into like building a business and like, what do I actually need to do to actually do this? Like, do I need to go like file like corporate documents? I don't know. We'll figure that out. Um, but like just to get something off the ground, ultimately I think, you know, first I want to like figure out like what it is that I exactly want to do. Um, so basically what I have, like the three items that I have listed here is like figure out exactly what I want to do. Uh, def then go define what that MVP is, like the minimal viable product and like define what's in this like first like MVP versus like what's going to be in the next one. Um, just so I like don't overly do it, like bunch too many things up together. And so I can just like, hey, I've done something, publish it and kind of move on to like the next iteration of it or so on and so forth. Um, so I just like, really want to focus on those three things um, and just kind of get something out there. Uh, so yeah, January is more like a research month for me. Um, really just make sure like I know exactly what I want to do. And then from there, um, you know, February is probably like build the product and go from there. 
I like the book you're reading. You said the power of positive thinking. Yeah. Well, I thought I'd have to start off the month or the year with something, you know, something positive, you know. He's such a negative Nancy. That's why he needs to read that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Cool. All right. Well, uh, since it's the big guy, boys, I'll give you a little bit of tough love. I think for your business, don't focus on the second MVP at all. Just focus on the first one. Don't even don't even think about the second one. Oh, for sure. Like I'm basically just wanting to like, hey, kick this out. Like this is in, but like this one's like a future one. Um, and like, not even thinking about like, yeah, I'm gonna no, I don't even know what the next one's gonna be. Yeah. No, I, I agree with that. Nice. Well, um, I think that is a good place to bring us into our main topic, which I want to say to our listeners: get ready to set sail with the Baguette Boys because all month we'll be riding a ship starting with friendship as our topic. Wow. Amazing. <laughs> uh, I'll be here all month. I'll be here all year to be honest. But uh, yeah, so um, that's a little prelude to the rest of the topics for the, the next, for all of January. But today's topic is friendship. So we'll be pretty much talking about um, what, how you define a friend, like how to make friends in our, in our eyes, all these things. Um, and I think this is an important topic because as it relates to success, because who you surround yourself with, who you consider as part of your inner circle, or even like a medium circle, or even an outer circle in your life, they all affect you in some way, shape or form. And it's important you, you choose the right people to be around you. So the first question is around that. How do you guys choose a friend? Obviously it takes some time to get to know someone, but what do you look for in a new friend or actually just a friend in general? Yeah, uh, somebody who pushes me straight up. Uh, somebody who's there for me. I think there's a lot of different types of friends that you can have, different types of friendships that you can have that really drive your character or your persona or whatever you want to be. And so I guess it really depends on the type of friend they want to be. Like if I'm going to have, like a, for my inner circle, I want somebody who's going to be able to listen to me and give advice off that information that I've just given. And like when I get to the outer circles, it may be transactional. I know Richie likes to use that word a lot with the friendships or relationships um, where they can be, you know, if you're going to give something, let's get something in return and have that kind of, that's my outer circle. But my inner circle is I will, I will die for you, but I, I hope to God you're going to die for me too type of attitude. Can confirm. That's how I feel. Nice. Good. <laughs> well, I mean, my inner circle is not like my inner circle is not huge. It's a very small knit four or five people. And then, then it gets to the outer circle where it's much more grand. There's a broader number there. Yeah, I definitely agree. I think that I don't think you can go into like any type of new friendship and be like, this is going to be my best friend. I think it's really going to be, I think it's like kind of layered in, like um, you kind of build these relationships and it sort of turns into those things. I think, yeah, I think Connor mentioned, yeah, I think a lot of relationships that we have are sort of transactional in the sense that like, Hey, like we're really good friends. I'm going to help you. You're going to help me and kind of help me push you along. Um, but I would expect the same in return. Like it wouldn't be one-sided. Um, I think it's a give and take. And I think, you know, you want to help each other become the best possible version of, you know, yourselves. And for my, I guess my closest inner circle, I think that is absolutely the case. Um, and, and maybe on my outer circle, it might be even less, it might be less. But again, like, I think those are different types of friendship, like Connor mentioned. I think you're going to have like social circles that you're in and those may or may not be all of your closest friends. 
and you know you're gonna have your really close friends that hey no matter what they're gonna be there for you and i think i'm not even sure i'm answering all of your questions correctly derek but yeah i think like those are those are kind of how i'm separating the two uh, just like derek or just like connor said um but yeah when i'm like i guess like if i was to go like find somebody like if it's gonna be a new friend off the street yeah, I think that this person would obviously be doing something that I'm also doing or enjoying, or I see this person as somebody that I want to be a part of in their life because I think they do some really cool stuff um, or they're like maybe a mentor that I would like want in my life um, or something. And I just like think I would like want to surround myself with other wolves. Throw back to one of our last episodes in season one. <laughs> um, you know, surround myself with some wolves and just kind of you know get after it with them and like have a good time and you know, just help me along in my life in different ways. Love it. Yeah, you guys hit on a, on a point that I actually want to dive deeper into later on in the episode, which is the inner circle versus outer circle, that whole uh, paradigm. But um, for me, for the question of like, what do you look for in a friend is, isn't so much about um, like someone pushing me along. I think that that comes into play with the outer circle versus inner circle, like where they, they, they fall. But it's more about like their character and their morals and and if they're a good person, you know, like I don't, I don't like if I, to me, it's very easy to tell a person's character within 30 minutes of talking to them. Um, it's just like, it, it just comes off in their, their tone and their, and their swagger, if you will. And I think immediately I can tell like whether I like them or not in terms of like, yeah, you know what, you're okay, but I wouldn't really want to hang out with you. There's a lot of other people that I just like, I'm like, you seem nice. And I think I would joke around with you well. And I think like we could talk and be, and be friends. Um, but I think there are different stages to it. So the people that I would joke and hang around with, um, are much different than my inner circle. Like what you guys are talking about, which is like the people pushing me along. Yeah, yeah. I think, Oh, we both just said the same thing. Too. Go ahead, Connor. <laughs> no, I was just going to say, I think we were being a little too hard on what we classify as a friend. And I completely agree. The characteristics of somebody right away is an immediate factor in whether you determine that person as an acquaintance or even as a friend. Because everyone starts off as a specific friend, right? They're either a work friend, you go to the gym with them, maybe you just go to the bars with them. Like there's always that specific, you know, this is how we're going to start hanging out. Maybe we, you know, get to feel each other out a little bit more and then bada bing, bada boom, they're part of the inner circle. But I, mm -hmm. I agree. It's it's completely about characteristics and if you're willing to have a conversation, not willing, but if you can even have a conversation with that person and, and feel like you're either being heard or like they're listening to you. I think there's a lot of things that you, like you said, in the first 30 minutes, you can catch on real quick and be like, is this person really going to be beneficial in my life? <laughs> and it's a harsh way to say it, but yeah. yeah I think I agree with that. There's so many different ways that you can make friends too. I mean, like we live in this digital era where... You know, most people are gaming or in one way or shape or form or another, and you can definitely make friends that way. And I think ultimately, I think the biggest thing is just kind of being compassionate. This person's compassionate. Like we have a good time together in some way, like whether it is that the first 30 minutes, um, like I'm, however you may, you may have met him, maybe you met him at a bar, maybe met him at like a party or whatever, um, or maybe you just met him online gaming and you just like became friends. You guys were like conquering uh, Call of Duty together or something. I don't know. And, uh, you know, next thing you know, you guys get back online, you guys want to play again. And, you know, you guys just worked well together and had a good time. I think, like, to me, the start of a friendship is, like, hey, we had a good time together. Kind of goes from there. If you're, like, compassionate compassionate, and, like, have a really good time with you, um, I think that can, like, obviously turn into something, like, really fun and uh, a really easy time for 
for you guys to like build something off of and like become friends uh, in one way, shape, or form? Yeah, you guys actually made me think of a, another good question, which I'm gonna ask you, Richie, first, since you just went. How, given everything we've said about different levels of friendship and all these things, how do you define a friend? How would you do, like actually give a definition for it? It's tough. Um, well, I think there's definitely acquaintances versus friends. So I'll break it up that way first. I think acquaintance is obviously somebody you know that you know is maybe a friend of a friend of a friend. I use not to use friend as part of the example, but um, <laughs> yeah, I think it's somebody that you know, but you wouldn't necessarily go out of your way um, to be there for, I guess. Um, but I think like when I think of a friend, I'm mostly thinking like this is somebody that you know um, is there for me that I could talk to. Um, you know, in the dark, it doesn't necessarily need to be like the deepest, darkest moments, but like somebody like I can talk to you about just like kind of anything. And it's like somebody I can pretty much hang out with when I'm like just a normal circumstance. Um, like we want to go like play basketball or like go do something, um, can, can do, go do anything with. Um, yeah, this is tough. I mean, I guess I never really thought about like how I wanted to find friend, but yeah, I think that this person is just somebody I could talk to about different things, different things going on in my life. And I mean, when you think about like work friends and stuff like that, it's like, oh, we complain about some random thing together. And like, that's how we kind of become friends, right? Um, yeah, I'm not too, I'm not too sure. I think like for me, I'm just thinking like, yeah, this is somebody I can relate to and kind of have a good conversation with and just, you know, shoot the shit with. Well, um, I guess since you, since I caught you off guard, I'm giving you homework. Go figure out what your definition of a friend is. <laughs> Which, Let's hear yours, Derek. Okay. Um, I would say a friend is someone who you have a shared interest with. Um, yeah. And I think that captures, in my eyes, every level of friendship. And I, to me, an acquaintance is, is, isn't captured in that. Like, you don't have to have a shared interest with an acquaintance. You just have to be cordial. Um, but a friend, you, you, like, you do something with. Like, right, you, you talked about your work friends, your basketball friends, or your someone friends. Like, there are dudes that I, like, only know through basketball. And the second I think we we might talk about our personal lives, we're just like, wait, what? Who? What? What's going on? I didn't I didn't know you had a life outside of basketball. So, are those people friends then? Though I would consider them friends. I mean, I like I to me, I know I feel like I know someone when I see like how they interact with other people, and I can see their morals and values through their actions and words. So even though it's not a lot of um, like conversation in basketball or sports, you see how they play. You see how like 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 the team players like whether they celebrate after a shot or not, how how they beat themselves up if they miss a shot, things like that. And I just think that like when you interact with people in a certain way, even if it's on the court or on the field, you can kind of kind of tell if you're friends with them or not. I got a quick question for you, Derek. Do you have layers for your inner circle? Because it sounds to me like we have a lot of like friend is a very broad term. There's a lot of close friends. There's a lot of basketball friends. There's a lot of just friends that we know really well from college or whatever. But I guess in my eyes, I, when I define friend, I think of somebody who I can call up and talk to immediately and then mm. be really aware of what's going on, but not necessarily aware, but like you don't have to talk a lot to have them understand what the problem is. And I think we're... Uh, I kind of want to just get into the, the reason on why it's important to have those types of friends, because it's one thing to have a basketball friend, like, Oh, you're at the gym today. Let me go to the gym. And you go and 
you know, shoot the shit for a little bit. Or for, for instance, like work, like you have a work friend that you talk a lot of shit about your boss to, and that, like that's a little venting sesh that you can have. And that's a good friend to have. But I guess I'm more just kind of how, how do you layer your friends? If, if that is even is a thing. Yeah. I mean, I definitely, I mean, I don't want all my friends if they're listening to, to think that they're layered, but no names, are. no names, no specific <laughs> names. Yeah. I'm just yeah. I'm more curious on how this is going to benefit. How is this going to benefit your journey towards success? Right. I, I mean, I think, I think the act of layering is, um, is inescapable. I think even if you don't admit that you do it, you, you do it. I talked to actually called a friend who I haven't talked to in a long time on my, my way down to SoCal. And I forgot what the name of it was, but she said it was like, I think it's DuPont's number, some, some name and it's like the number where you only can maintain 150 social connections at once. Like that's like the natural limit that they found for social connections. And in today's day and age, especially if you grew up in and around a city, you exceed that all the time. I was going to say 150 is not a lot. (laughs) We graduated in a class of 500 and we, and you, you pretty much know 450 of those kids at least. Right. You know, you're like, oh, so-and-so's name. And it's just, it's, I, I think that's what I've come to realize over time where it's like, it's kind of unnatural to like know and try to be so close to so many people. I think you lose yourself when you have so many connections open, um, which is a long-winded way to say that, yes, I do layer my friends. And I think it's beneficial because it helps me keep my sanity and it keeps helping me keep my sense of self. If I didn't have that system in place, I wouldn't know what me, Derek Foster values in general. Yeah, so I think what we're getting at is that we need to bring back the MySpace top five friends, <laughs> so yeah. that way we can, that yeah. way we, everybody knows who our top friends are. Yeah, at this all is times. who I'm calling first, and you're <laughs> yeah. way down here on the pecking order. <laughs> yeah. That was raw, bro. Back in middle school, with oh man, that was that was good times. Just the days yeah. we, don't yeah. get, we don't get to well. I guess. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm, I'm more along this lot, same lines as Connor on this. I think my, the way I def, the way I was thinking of friends versus the way that you're thinking of friends, Derek, are slightly slightly different. I, I'm thinking of it the same way Connor is. Like, hey, I can call this person pretty much any time and be like, yeah, you know what's going. You could kind of already know what's going on in my life because you pay attention. Not to, you would pay attention to me on social media or whatever. However, um, or you have a natural interest in my life and I have a natural interest in yours because of something that you know something that we've gone through together, college or high school or whatever. Um, and so, I, yeah, I mean, like, I I understand the, like, basketball friends versus the other one. I just, I'm not too sure, like, I almost think, like, those, ba- like, the basketball friends in my mind are just like, yeah, they're acquaintances. Like, I would see them, but I don't really necessarily care, to, like you mentioned, like, I don't know necessarily that I care, of, like, about their personal life versus, like, yeah, like, my real friends, like, I'm going to ask you, I'm paying attention to your personal life because, I honestly want the best for you. Yeah. All right. So two things that you made me think of. First, when you said it and when Connor said it about, um, shoot, I already forgot it. Oh, about like calling someone, calling your friends. Like that's like a defining factor of friendship. Do you guys, I mean, it's not just to you two, but like the general population today is very call averse. So do you, is there people that you're friends with that you call on a regular basis? Like, um, I'm not going to say names, but like people that are in our friend group, I feel like none of us, talk on the phone too often anymore you know yes i talk a lot actually actually yeah i know you do you, i was gonna you... say richie is definitely he is not a texter he's somebody who will call you because it's such a quick transaction for him it's like bada bing bada boom done conversation over i'm i'm on the other side i'm a i'd rather text people and i text a lot of different people and just check in I just like to see what's going on 
uh, one, it just gives me a little bit more time to, it's like a, a secondary task where I'm like, oh, I'm having this conversation. Like I'll have, I'll send a text or two every day to somebody. Like we'll have a conversation for a week because mm -hmm. we just don't have it in one setting. And I feel like for me, that's a little bit easier to digest rather than sitting down for 10 minutes to have a phone call and then me kind of forget about it the next week. That's just kind of how I work, but I'm more than happy to, to hop on a call. Like for you guys, like we, we talk so often and right when it's on the phone or texting, like that's, that's to me, like that's the inner circle right there. Like I'm willing yeah. to do that stuff. So you guys, so when you guys say call like a friend, it's not necessarily like pick up the phone call. It's like someone you talk to about their life and get into more of the details with. I think both for me. I think you, I could pick up the phone and talk to some, some college buddies um, and lose nothing from it. Gotcha. But um, that, yeah. Yeah, I would actually, obviously I, you guys know I call people. Um, <laughs> end of story. But yeah, no, I just have a tough time texting. I think like when I, I almost feel like calling for me is more personal because I do know myself enough to know that like I suck at texting. And so if I text you out of the blue, it might be great that you might feel great that I texted you. And then I might leave that unread for another week until I <laughs> so respond true. to calling me. That's so true. And so, you know, I just like, I, I'm much better about like, Hey, like I do have the time, like I'm just going to call you. And I think it's, I don't know. I, for me, I just think it's really personal. And I think that's, you know, good, good way of checking in on people. Um, I think we too much rely on sometimes texting and emails and DMing and things like that now. A hundred percent. And I, it's something I want to get better at. And I'm so glad we had the challenge that we did two weeks ago, which is writing a handwritten letter. Cause in a sense, writing a handwritten letter is the same as picking up the phone and calling somebody because I don't know, you're right. It, we get too, too often into the realm of like, just send a text, just send an email, just shoot this, shoot that. It's not too personalized. And when you call somebody, you get to hear the emotion, you get to hear the fluctuation in voices. It's more of that true interaction, but well, a letter is probably even more personal. Yeah. Just, yeah. just because like you can really you know, get it out. You can rewrite it a million times. You can't re rewrite what you just said. True. That's why when you guys listen back on how you were, how I'm defining friendship, you're going to hear, um, um, cause I'm literally <laughs> thinking on this spot, like 20, like, I don't know what I, I didn't think about this one ahead of time. Yeah. I agree with that. Especially a letter is more personal in the sense of like you, you're literally talking to yourself and then you're not having a conversation with them. You're just like, Hey, this is my life and hope your life is going well. Okay. Here's the letter. So but you're also, you're also able to bring up things in the letter like that you've been paying attention to their life. When you were talking about your grandma, writing your letter to your grandma, you were mentioning things that she would be able to understand and joke about. Like when she reads this, she's gonna be like, oh, I get the joke and be able to respond to that. And you're gonna like, whether you get a phone call or receive a letter back, you're gonna know that she enjoyed that letter and that, that letter gave her emotion. Um, but I think, yeah, I think we're getting a little off topic, but I think uh, Derek, I'll pass it back. But yeah, ultimately I think like, you know, friendship, I do think that you could just literally pick up the call and just kind of go with it um, and just kind of like show that interest with somebody. And um, yeah, I mean, whether you write a letter or not, I guess uh, mm -hmm. you can always just be involved in that person's life. Yeah. So <clears throat> like uh, Richie was mentioning, we did venture off the topic a little bit, but I always love those uh, little tangential rabbit holes we go down. So the question I want to ask to get us a little bit more back on topic, which I think is really important, especially now as we're young adults and adults in general is how do you make friends? I think when you grow up and you're growing up around, again, in the suburbs, in the city where there's like tons and tons of people, 
it, it's easy to make friends. It's just like, oh my God, there's too many people. There's too many friends. And when you get older, you're like, okay, I actually want to make new friends, but it's kind of awkward because you're an adult. So how do you guys do it, Richie? I will go first. So yeah, I think the last year in 2020, I had a goal to join an intramural league. And the idea for that one was to make friends. And although I went in with the idea that I was going to make friends, uh, our intramural season got cut a little short because of COVID. There was a little pandemic going on. I don't know if you guys heard of it. Um, but yeah, so COVID was happening and our our season, intramural season got cut a little bit short. But what it did do was it did actually introduce me to one other person um, that I was, you know, obviously going to be uh, him and I would like Snapchat randomly, like just kind of randomly do what Connor was talking about. Like, yeah, we just kind of like, hey, how's it going? But like, we're not necessarily, I wouldn't consider us friends yet. We're just like on that border of friends. We're like, hey, like when I get back in the city, we're going to hang out and like, we're going to have a good time and kick it. Um, but yeah, I think like how I make, how I think of making friends is like doing something that you enjoy is probably the easiest way to make friends and being able to do it either with other people um, or by yourself is probably the best way to do it only because if you it's probably even better to do it personally So like when I was doing an intramural league I did it with some of my friends had I done it over again. I would have probably done it with by myself um, So I chose basketball. I did intramural basketball um, Something I enjoy doing just like obviously like working out and being athletic and then um, Just like being open to making friends everybody else is there to do the same thing you are by making friends um, so yeah, I thought that was a great way to do it. I think there's also ability for you to do this in multiple different ways, whether it's meetups or whatever it might be. Um, but yeah, I think like intramurals for me is like the best possible way to meet friends and make friends. Yeah, I would completely agree with the intramural take. If, especially if you're in a city and you're by yourself, that's one of the easiest ways to get yourself into a group. And then that group can kind of guide you towards different things. Like obviously, Pre-COVID, we could go to the bar, we could go to an event that was happening at a bar or go to the beer garden and, and do all this. But I would definitely recommend trying to find friends, but going into a group setting. It's very difficult to do it solo, um, especially like if you're going to a beer garden solo. <laughs> it's just a little awkward. It's a little tough as one person to go and interact with maybe potentially groups of people that are happening. Yeah, on the example of the beer garden, if you are having a tough time by yourself, I think you should just do a boot and then go talk to friends. Jeez. Boot it up, baby. Boot it up. <laughs> but I think I do think it's totally that's totally accurate because it's like when you go when you go to the gym and things like that, like it is pretty tough to talk to people and, and do these different things. I think you really have to like you try I think you have to find some way of like meeting like what like being able to find a way to like penetrate the group in, in a way and being able to like make friends with somebody in that group member and then kind of go from there. Totally. Um, I, I think so for me, what I would say is uh, refer back to my definition of friendship, which shared interests. So these things, intramural sports, drinking, whatever, make sure you have shared interests that you actually enjoy doing. Obviously you want to be yourself. So you do something that you enjoy doing. And the thing I want to remind everyone about um, is friendships take time. Uh, as adults, I think we're, I actually think adults are much more impatient than kids. I think we're led to believe kids are more impatient because they don't know what's going on. But if you tell a kid to sit there and read for four hours, they can do it if they, if you keep telling them. As a, as an adult, pe people don't want to do that. So if you want to make new friends, give it time. I actually didn't think I would make friends in this course just because I was like, oh, I have my friends, I have my inner circle, 
I have all these friends in the outer circle, but because I spent so much time with them, I actually grew really close to them. We had the shared interest of this new career and this hobby of, of developing websites. And now I have friends. So just give it time. Make sure you hang out with the same people or try to hang out with the same people repeatedly. Oh, that's where your definition came from. The shared interest <laughs> of your course. <laughs> Got it. I think, no, I, think I, I think that's right. I think the, the course is definitely... Obviously, the shared interest. I, I think you're finding. I think the interest thing is super important. I think that's how you can easily make friends, um, and kind of piggybacking off of that will allow you to like kind of continue to build that relationship with that person until you're ultimately doing something outside of that specific interest, probably, um, and kind of making more and more friends. I have one thing you said, Derek, that really hit with me was patience, and I know you made that a big emphasis, but it's so true, and we kind of are too hard on ourselves sometimes like if it doesn't go right the first time we immediately jump ship and don't want to do it again and that's where i would say you know try it again you made a bad may have been a bad time at that given moment but it doesn't mean like you're going to strike out every single time like you're definitely going to have probably more losses than wins when it comes to small wins and small losses uh but it's important to have those friends it's important to have those friendships and if you're venturing off into a new city by yourself this is the, it's something that'll definitely help mood. It'll help your, um, it'll help your energy. It'll just help you be more productive when you have other people that care about you in that certain, in that certain part of the world. Oh, precisely. It, you, and you just made me think of something. The other point I wanted to say, which is, Oh my God. Yeah. Look at us. We're friends. Wow. <laughs> uh, which is along with it taking time is that, beginning of friendship or when you interact with people and you're getting to know each other on a personal level it's awkward Hell yeah. used, you know just like so awkward it's and like that i think those awkward silly moments are really what define personal friendships and really create them because when you have those silly moments that you're like oh i look dumb and then you both laugh that's when you're like oh hey we're both laughing we're having a good yeah. time together you thought the same way i did hmm. yeah this could be I, a nice friendship brewing i don't want to <laughs> name names but i do remember a certain friend at Connor's house when we were kids making us all laugh after drinking a cup of water. Um, I won't describe <laughs> what happened. Ian? I don't, I, I'm not saying I'm names. naming names. Is it Ian? Are we talking about that instance? Yeah. Amazing. Amazing. And it's, <laughs> yeah, it's awesome. So moments like that make friends. Cool. Well, I think we are uh, getting close on time. Is there anything else you guys wanted to talk about in terms of friendship? Besides me oh. being your no, I, oh yeah. Well, you guys are my best friends for sure. But just be patient. Like I, I want to reiterate that so much because we're in a world where everything's at our fingertips. We can literally have friends online, but having that person-to-person interaction, having that real-life tangible asset, is is so important to your just your health, like your overall mental health, and it's it's an amazing part. So be patient, especially if you're in that new era or a new city, it's starting a new chapter in your life or even a new job, like be patient with it. Things will work out. I don't think we talked about it at all, but how to like maintain a friendship is pretty important, which I think, I think we do a pretty good job about it. And I think we've talked, you know, around beating around the bush on this one a little bit, but I think also just like checking in, making sure you're there for them, making sure that they are able to kind of talk to you, um, making sure that, you know, you're, you're listening. I think that's probably the biggest thing, you know, showing compassion to this person and, you know, just spending time, you know, even th- even though time is going to pass, you can always make time and, and just kind of 
understand what they're going through. I think it's super important. Um, maintaining a friendship is really hard, and it it is not one. It can't be one-sided. Uh, when I say it has to be transactional, it's two-sided. It's because there is a give and take, um, and I think that that is probably the biggest way to maintain your friend. I'm probably missing something, so I'll open it up a little bit and see if you guys have anything. Oh, totally. I, I mean, props to you for opening up a whole can of worms with this other part of the topic that me and Connor completely forgot. Um, yeah. Hi. <laughs> Whoopsie. No, way, way to maintain the conversation. For sure. Yeah, but I I agree with you. It, it's a two-way street. I think you can only go, only go so many ways. Um, there's one thing that I am proud of myself with a lot of my friendships is that I try – especially in recent years, try not to base them on attention. I think when your friendship is based on attention or any relationship for that matter, it gets very dangerous because like your, your, your time is being taken away because again, your friendship or relationship is based on, I need to be talking to you and have your attention 24 seven, which I don't think is healthy. Again, I'm, I'm very much a person that enjoys my autonomy being who I am doing my projects, talking to my best friends when, when we all want to talk and making sure that both people want to talk because they're there. But if, it, if the friendship is based on attention, I don't think it's very maintainable in my eyes. Two-way street, baby. <laughs> oh, Mike, I'm so glad you brought that up, Richie, because it is not a one-way street. It is not one-directional. It, it takes a lot of effort. And there may be times where the flow of the street is going in one direction for a little bit of time. And it may seem overwhelming, but I'm sure if it's a good friendship, the other side of the road will start flowing even more. And it's going to be that balance. It's got to be that give and take. And you got to be willing to, you know, give some to receive some and, and, and vice versa. So that was maintaining a friendship is, is a difficult thing. But if it's a true friendship, it's not a difficult thing, if that makes any sense. Yeah, I think I just saw one of my buddies for the first time and three or four years and obviously it was very um COVID safe and whatnot and the idea of being like we we hadn't seen each other in so long but even though the time had passed and we, you know we don't necessarily talk a lot it was very natural and very comfortable and I think it was awesome to just like he knows I'm always there for him and I he's always there for me but it was just one of those things to, that you know you don't necessarily need to spend all this time with them or like completely keeping them updated on all these different things, but he knows I'm always there for him and I'm always going to be there for all the big or small things that are going on. And so it was really nice to just kind of, you know, see that, uh, experience that and just kind of, you know, be there for him. Uh, like I hadn't been in a while, but yeah, I don't know. Is there any other maintenance topics? I did want to like actually figure out what my definition is of uh, friendship now and then kind of like give it back to you at some point. No, that, that's your homework for next week. That that friendship definition. That we'll check in next week. But all right. Well, I think I definitely learned a lot. So I definitely. What do you yeah, have I right now? Definitely had one. What do you have right, right now? Right now, <laughs> what I'm thinking of is that I do think friendships are based off of some natural, like some some sort of interest. I do think that they're based off that. They have to be, whether it's work or basketball or whatever it might have been, um, sports. But I do think that it's built off of that, and it kind of turns into this thing where you're super. Um, you're there for each other along the way through these different areas and pieces of your life. I do think that there's different chapters of your life that you're going to have friends. Like right now I'm like post-college and I have totally different friends than I had um, maybe that in high school or wherever. And not that those high school friends are not still my friends or different things, 
um, but they're just different. Like I'm going through different chapters in my life and these, uh, these friends are along the way. Some of those guys from high school, like you guys are definitely still big chapters, big people in my life. And I think it's just like a give and take continually, just like maintaining them. Um, I don't necessarily think you ever lose friends. I think like they're still there. They're still a big part of your lives. But I think it's in my mind, the friendship is really just, you know, there's this person that I can rely on for pretty much anything. Um, big, you know, whether it's maybe not everything, but like I can rely on them to like help me get through difficult aspects of my life or different things that are going on. So Whew. we'll see if I can like really clean that up for next week. <laughs> I was going to say that's a, that's a rather hefty definition right there. Yeah, it's more than one sentence, but yeah. <laughs> cool. Well, I actually wanted to add one thing to the maintenance segment, and then we'll try to close out. <clears throat> I know we keep talking about a two-way street, and I think that's really important, and that is very true. But don't be afraid to reach out to someone you haven't talked to in a long time. And don't try not to hold grudges. Don't be like, oh, I call this person, but they only text me back. Do, like, that's, Is that not the right thing or what's going on? Like they're, they're going, they have their own way of doing things, right? If they're your friend, you don't, don't get petty. Just be there for them and support them through what you can. And even if you don't think they want to talk to you because it's been so long, just give them a call. They'll appreciate it even if they don't pick up. Yeah, everybody communicates differently. I mean, like I call, Connor text, some of our other friends just DM. You know, as long as they're, you know, there's always, there's all these different ways that we can communicate these days. Like I wouldn't get too hooked on like one and like, you know, just check in on people every once in a while, like show that you have their best interest at heart. They're going to love that. Yeah. Worst case scenario, just send them a fax. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm man. curious. How do you, how, how many people actually are still friends with their high school friends? Oof. I mean, cause that you go through a lot of growth in high school and it's tough to, to keep those friends cause you do change a lot. So it's more just curious to the listeners if if you ever want to like reach out to us and like, hey, I'm still friends with all of my high school friends. <laughs> like that'd be awesome to know because it just it does build a lot of character and you do change a lot in your life. And for us, I know we have we've been friends since I feel like we've been born and we've grown up and we've we've been on each other's sides the entire time. And I'm just more curious to see how many people have kind of restarted that path if they have. Yeah. I think, uh, I think that's a great, great point. Listeners, if you're out there and you want to talk to someone about your friends, let us know how long you've been friends with the, the people that are still in your life. And we're, we're all ears, especially if you want to just chat. We're, we're there for you. Mm-hmm. Cool. All right. Well, I'm going to ask you guys one last time, or maybe not one last time. I don't know. Is there anything else you guys want to talk about with friendship? No, I'm good. <laughs> Richie? I am. I'm good. I I think two-sided streets uh, or two-way streets are going to be a common theme this month. So we'll see how it goes. Yeah, cool. Well, I'll give a little quick little recap of everything we talked about. Two-way streets, time, awkwardness, patience, inner circle, outer circle. A lot of things that go into friendship. So make sure – oh, shared interests. I mean, that's, I got to get my definition there. So make sure you guys have all that. A lot of things. So um, with that, we're going to move into our challenge for this week. It's not related to um, the topic, but since this is our first, po- first podcast of the year, we want to make it more of a, a yearly thing and really, again, inspire that, um, that yearly journey to, towards success. So the, the challenge this week is set a word for the year that you want to aspire to um, or that will, will represent your year. And I emphasis on the will because that is what you're going to do this year. It will represent this year. So 
I'm looking at Con. What what are you gonna have that that are gonna it's gonna represent your year? I don't I don't know. I mean, there's a lot of adjectives that you could use to describe the year that you want. There's a lot of actionable items that you could you know do. I know for me, one big one is organization. I want to stay organized throughout the year of 2021. Not that I was unorganized the other years, but I want to make it a habit like where I know everything is. I feel comfortable. My my daily tasks are taken care. Of. Like I want to stay that organized. Maybe even keep a list of all the daily tasks I had because maybe in three months I can look back at all the tasks that I've completed and say, wow, I did get a lot of shit done in 2021 so far. And so that's kind of my my path for 2021 is to be more organized and just be more conscious or present. Nice. I like that word. Yeah. Richie, are you going to say organized too or, or what? <laughs> no, back on I, it, uh, I, I probably should. There's a lot going on this year. So, I mean, especially if I'm going to be launching a business, I think for me, this is a big growth year. I think obviously every year could be a growth year. Um, so I think this will be, a t- I think I'll have to come back on this one next week and, and make sure that um, I nail it down. But I think I want to say growth at, to begin with here, just because there's a lot of like learning growth that I'm going to be taking on. Uh, when it comes to like reading the books and the different books that I'm choosing, um, as well as like obviously the master classes and actually trying to build a business. So I think those are like obviously in the growth stages. Um, but I think I'll really need to nail down like a more specific word. I think it's a little too broad. So I want to nail down a more specific word as we go into uh, to next week. Cool. We'll check in with that. Um, so my word, I maybe I'll, I'll leave it up to you guys if I should change it or not, but I think it's piggybacking a little bit too much off my yearly goal, which is stay current. So I think my word is to is current. Just live in the here and now with a lot of things I'm doing, um, technical, goal-wise, baguette boys-wise, entertainment-wise. I just want to stay up with the times. So that's the, the, the word I'm choosing is current. Do you guys think that's okay if I... Piggyback. Oh, it's your word. It's your year. You decide it. Oh man, it is. It is my year. It's our year. Wow. <laughs> Sorry. I'm sure everyone could tell I like puns. But all right. So with that, um, I think I should uh, move to close this out. So as always, for the next 14 episodes, eat a baguette weekly on Mondays. On Monday, yeah, eat the wheat too, baby. Oh, sorry, let me put my baguette down. I didn't realize you podcasters were still listening. Well, since you are... Why not head over to our Instagram page at the underscore baguette underscore boys and DM us. Let us know how all the challenges are going. And why not let us know how your yearly, maybe monthly or even weekly goals are going. We'd love to interact with you guys and get new perspective to see how we can better ourselves and maybe even better you. Catch you guys next Monday. Peace out.